0: Do babies have a natural instinct to sleep?
1: Getting a better understanding of what my partner needed and what my children really needed, that's made a huge difference.
0: Because otherwise I can get a little bit overwhelmed. (laughs) Yeah, I think lots of parents can relate to that. You're listening to Kindling Conversation with Siobhan Hunt. Where did you have your first baby? Did you go public? Or maybe you had private health insurance and went private. A new survey from finder.com.au has found that the number of Aussie parents looking to have their next baby in a private hospital is on the rise. Joining us to explain more is managing editor of finder.com.au, Kate Brown. Hi, Kate. How are you? Hello, Chef. Choosing where to have your baby is obviously a very personal decision. Uh, But in Australia, we have a decent medical system. Why do you think we're seeing this trend towards private over public for birth?
1: It is interesting we're seeing this trend because as you said, we do have a great public system. Um, I do suspect though for for, um, people having their first child, it's quite complicated. It's quite complicated to work out what's available where and what your options are. And I would say Part of this trend is possibly because people are confused and they're just thinking, I'll go private and that covers all my
0: options, but it doesn't always. Right. So um, if someone, let's say someone has private health insurance um, that covered pregnancy, why would they choose to deliver in a public hospital? Does that actually happen? It does, yeah.
1: Um, what? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I did that with my second child, but not my first. But um, yeah, look, public hospital, part of it's proximity. You may have a fantastic public hospital. Closest to you. The other thing is, public hospitals are better set up if, if you have a complicated birth or your baby has problems or complications post birth. So, um, public hospitals are well set up with NICU units for premature babies or babies that have had health issues. So, if you are going private and something does happen like that, you there's a good chance you'll get um,
0: transferred anyway to a public hospital, unless it's straightforward and you won't. The reason why I sounded so surprised about that was that when and I had my, I had both my babies in the public system. Mm. Just putting that out there. Um, and when we, when I fell pregnant, looking into private health insurance at that point seemed very expensive. Plus, you also had to be on that cover for a period of time before you could use it. So, when is someone's in that situation where they um under have private health insurance but go to a public hospital? What does a private health insurance cover them for? Is it their gyno appointments and things like that? It can cover them for their gyno
1: appointments. It obviously covers them for their accommodation in the hospital. Uh, Depending on the obstetrician, it will cover... Some of the obstetricians' costs, not all, um, and we know those costs are pretty high. Um, and the other thing worth noting, uh, and and finders just looked into this at the moment, is that uh, private healthcare can cover you for post-birth things, so things like um, support with postnatal depression um, can cover you for assistance with breastfeeding. So these are things I know as a first-time parent, I didn't even, I didn't think beyond the birth. I was so focused on the birth. So for things like that, it. It can be quite worthwhile. But as we know, every birth is different. Every baby is different. You you just don't know whether you're going to need these things or not. So it is a bit of a call on whether you want to make the investment. It is high cost. Um, But there are some ways we can talk about some
0: ways you can kind of split and divide it between the public and the private system. Okay. You're listening to Kindling Conversation. I'm speaking with Kate Brown. She's a managing editor and personal finance expert from finder.com.au. And we're talking about a trend of Australian families to move more towards private um, health insurance and going private when having their babies. Um, You were mentioning there, Kate, that there can be ways that you can use both private and public together, Mm. Um, how exactly are you thinking that works?
1: Yeah, so uh, look, in my own experience, I gave birth, with my second child, I gave birth in a public hospital, but I used um, a private obstetrician. And I um, used my private health cover to ensure that I had a private room. But what it meant, uh, because with my second daughter, I knew it was going to be a complicated birth. So I wanted to be in that public system because I knew it was really well set up. I knew they had the NICU. She ended up in the NICU, uh, as suspected. Um, so I had that fantastic. Um, and, and the hospital I was at was, is a teaching hospital. So it's one of the best in the state. So I knew in that sense, that's where I wanted to be. I had had a few issues in the public system, with my first child that left me a little bit um, a little bit hesitant to go down that path so having that private obstetrician um, that one-on-one care but in the public hospital worked really well for me but as I said I had more of an idea because it was my second child how it was going to go and what was going to happen
0: and I didn't realize that you could use a public hospital and request your own um specialist, I guess. Mm,
1: yeah, you can. So right. you need to um, uh, find an obstetrician that will take you on their books. Um, they're often quite heavily booked out and you find out where they, they work out of. And, and the obstetrician I chose works out of RPA. He also worked out of a couple of private hospitals, but also because um, RPA, sorry, that's my, my local public hospital is fairly close to my home as well, but that that's where I wanted to be. So it was great to have a, a bit of both. And it was great to have a private
0: room oh that is because I was best. sharing a
1: room the first time and yeah it was brutal oh it is
0: so brutal sharing this. that's, that's <laughs> what I'm I do still with, scarred. and it's always with your first child you end up yeah. sharing a room and you're like wow what oh no yeah. more this is what life will be like from now on that's no right. more sleep um so did you find a difference between women who are partnered versus women who are single or divorced?
1: Uh, yeah, look, uh, women in a relationship or who are partnered are twice as likely to have their child in a private hospital. Um, the research oh. that we did at Fine, it was 31% versus those who are single, divorced or widowed. Um, and they were more likely to have private health cover in the first place. That's
0: so interesting. Yeah. I mean, it's, I guess it makes sense because private health insurance is expensive. Yes. But at the same time, I thought maybe... Um, women who weren't partnered might feel they want the security of the private health Mm. insurance. That's
1: true because, you know, certainly this is just anecdotal, but friends of mine that gave birth in a private hospital did get a little bit more care and attention just because the staff ratios are often a little better than the public system. But as you said, Siobhan, I think it comes down to money. And if you've got two incomes and one baby and not one income and one baby coming, I think the
0: numbers speak for themselves. It's very expensive. Do you need to be covered by private health insurance for pregnancy throughout the duration of your pregnancy in order to give birth privately?
1: Yeah, look, when it comes to getting pregnancy cover, um, the requirement is you need to have it 12 months prior to be valid. So you
0: do need that's to be organised. So I mean, that's what I Isn't found the it? hardest part about it was mm. it's like you, you don't know when you're going to fall pregnant and to no. spend that amount previous to Yeah, that's right. With that, um, with the movement towards mm. more private hospitals, do mm. we actually know what has better outcomes for mum and baby between public and private? I
1: haven't seen any data and I get, again, it's it really depends on the kind of birth and, and just anecdotally, I have friends that went private, had incredibly straightforward births, like lucky them, good on them. They had like, <laughs> I'm not going to say popped a baby out because that's so <laughs> offensive to anyone that's had a baby. I won't dare say that, but had a natural delivery. Uh, the baby was feeding well, no problems. they have gone through the private system and they're kind of like... God, what did I pay for? Um, on the other hand, I know people that went through the public system had um, a lot of difficulties and a great out- outcome and it didn't cost them a cent. Uh, or with me, you know, I had I had a pretty good p- public experience but I felt like I needed that extra safety net the second time around. So it's such a tough call and um, like I said at the beginning, it's so complicated. I think in Australia we don't make healthcare Easy to understand. Um, private healthcare is so complicated. So complicated. Which is why we we, we see so many comparison sites like Finder. Um, look, you know, laying out the details because they they're kind of designed to confuse you to a degree. Um, and um, you need to really sit down and, and, and do a bit of work to um, to work out what you're going to need. But you know, we don't have crystal balls. I think we are really lucky to have a public system in Australia. It's pretty damn good. Um, it is. And when I allude to like my experience I mean I I had an emergency cesarean as a public patient I had a a registrar obstetrician look after me she was amazing um didn't cost a cent I feel so lucky um but at the same time you know the second time around when I could kind of predict how things were going to go I I was really appreciative of having the choice yeah and of course I was very fortunate to, to have the money to be able to do that but by then I already had private health cover so it's 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 yep. it's a tricky one. You've got to be super organised and and also, um, you know, you've just got to be prepared for the fact you might not
0: need it. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, Kate, thank you so much for coming in. Thanks so much. That was Kate Brown, Managing Editor of finder.com.au. And for more on the research conducted by Finder, just head to Kindling Conversation on our website. That's kindling.com.au and search for Finder. You've been listening to Kindling Conversation. If you enjoyed it, there's plenty more where that came from. Find other stories and interviews at our website. Just head to kindling.com.au.